Alrighty, welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 36 of the Box Office Beatdown Show. I am joined, as always, by my co-host for the Box Office Beatdown Show from LC Screen Talk on the Cinemania World page. Larry, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Another Sunday, another Broncos blown lead. So here we are. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. The Patriots are playing right now, so I have nothing to, to add to that as far as... Uh, we are also, if you just heard the laugh, we are also joined by a special guest, not usually on the show here today, but wanting to join in on all the Ford v. Ferrari fun. We have <laughs> Tyler from the Cinemania World page. Tyler, how are you? Uh, doing fine. I mean, like Larry, I mean, we, we, we're big football fans here. I mean, I, I actually... <laughs> at the Baltimore Ravens game today, but my team was, much, you know, actually the one doing the blowing out today, so I'm happy. And uh, I couldn't join in on the review earlier for Vorpi Ferrari, but I listened to a <laughs> large portion of it earlier when I was on the train ride home, so I got, a, I got the gist of everything heading into it. So I've, I've wanted to do one of these box office beatdowns, so at least eventually I got on this show. Of course. Well, welcome to the show. Um, very nice to have you here. As we as we do every Sunday, Larry and I and Tyler, we will all go through the top five of the weekend. Then we'll give our thoughts on each movie in the top five. We'll give some thoughts about the remainders of the movies um, throughout the box office. And then we'll co- go into what's coming out next week and some predictions. And that'll be the show. So, um, first things first, we'll get right into the top five of the weekend. We have the top five for the weekend of November 15th. And we had the opening releases for Ford v. Ferrari, Charlie's Angels, The the Good Liar, small release for The Report, and a smaller release for Waves. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Larry, what came in at number one? So racing into the top spot this weekend, outperforming everyone's expectations, studio, the industry, all of us was Ford v. Ferrari with a very impressive $31 million opening. Uh, Ford v. Ferrari has also opened in several international markets, giving it a $52.4 million worldwide release. As I said, this one... um, Oh, I didn't say this yet, but um, the... Look out for the film moving forward is also fantastic as it received a 99% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes as well as an amazing A-plus cinema score from audiences. The film played to a largely older male crowd with 62% of the audience being males and 79% being aged 25 or older. So it will still see a release uh, December 5th in Korea, and then it won't release in Japan until January. But this is a great opening number for Ford v. Ferrari. All right. Um, this is great for the number. I um, So I wasn't... I wasn't. I don't think you and I got close to this number. What did we say last week? Like in the twenties or something like that. Yeah, I think I was in the teens. I yeah, I think I, I was get this high. Yeah, I didn't think I was gonna get this high. Uh, also, I think it's, it just has something to do with, I guess, the um, it's the Oscar kind of season, and this is one of those kind of movies. It's also uh, race cars are very are, are very like dude bros and older audience and southern. stuff like that. So yeah, it's very southern. It's a I don't know. I I honestly don't have any idea why this movie made so much money. Uh, Tyler, you have any thoughts on this movie and its opening weekend number? Uh, I'm very happy. That, I mean, I'm surprised it made as much money as it did just because, like, you know, I guess 
I was underestimating how much interest people had in seeing it, but I'm glad that it's doing very well. It's definitely going to bode well for its award season push because, I mean, that's a that's a really good number because, I mean, yeah. we don't really get a lot of these movies these days, these, like, racing movies. like little, It was, like, just under a $100 million budget, which is pretty high for a movie of this caliber, but you can definitely tell a lot of love and effort was put into this movie because, I mean, the scenes, the cinematography is, like, amazing in this movie. It's breathtaking. Anytime... There's racing scenes, and I, I, I was one of the people who really liked this movie. I think it was great. I think that it's, it's gonna probably finish at least in the top 10, 15 of the year for me. And my oh, same here. So, oh. I know, I know, some people might might disagree, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I mean, Christian Bale, Matt Damon were phenomenal together. It's one of those things like. I have, I do have my gripes with it. Like I never went into my gripes in the group chat when we discussed it in length, but I do have some gripes with Ooh, it. Interesting. But... What are they? <laughs> I mean, I agree with you guys. Like, like I said, you know, I did listen to a fair amount of your guys' review about it. I thought the whole uh, Josh Lucas, I believe his yeah. name, the whole villain, overly villainy character, was kind of like annoying. I mean, he was just like maniacal for like no reason. And yeah. Uh, I do think that the length did play into it a little bit because, I mean, it is two and a half hours long, but there are some points, like especially in the second act, where they could have cut things and it would have probably flowed a little bit better, but I was engaged enough yeah. in the characters and the story going on that it didn't bother me too much. And uh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the actual other side of the story as far the as... The Ferrari it, side? Yeah, I guess because it's only called that in America. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's the issue, because it's in America, it's 4B Ferrari, but everywhere else it's just Le Mans 66, <clears throat> which is which is a much cooler title in my opinion. Yeah, I like that title better. That's why I added it, that's why I added it to the review titles and everything, yeah. too. Um, well, that's what we've all agreed on is the American cool title. title is way worse than yeah, the international title. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just solely, so basic. It's basic? solely just because, well, yeah, in a way. It's just solely mm -hmm. just because Americans don't really... Don't so it wouldn't sell. It wouldn't sell as well in America if it was called Le Mans '66. It'd be like, what the heck is that? <laughs> well, first off, everyone would be saying Le Mans, uh, and then... <laughs> yeah, and I'd say it with the the fr the French finesse, and it would just be. <laughs> um. Yeah. Then that four feet Ferrari is just so. It's so like on Everybody the nose. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Um, but yeah, this older male audience is just getting yeah. It in November, huh? They are yeah, just getting yeah. all of their fixes this month. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I tell you, crazy. I tell you what, this is a very straight white male movie for oh, yeah. for oh, that yeah. audience. Listen, I was the only black male my age <laughs> by that, you know, in my theater. It was just, I, I was, mean, I was baffled. Let, I said, Jesus. Dwayne, I don't really think there's a lot of African-American folks that like racing. Uh, I mean, it's not about, I'd be, listen, I don't think it was about like racing as to why I didn't like, well, I think it was, if I, as far as general audiences, maybe you're right, but then those Fast and Furious movies did do great. Whatever well, those, those are different. 
They're just. But that's no, no. true. I mean, <laughs> when's the last time we saw any racing in a Fast and the Furious movie? That's a, that's a great point. I won't I won't, I won't use the Fast and Furious as like a benefit. I'm interested though. Um, I'm seeing it's doing well in the UK, which is not surprising because obviously, um, Miles is from the UK originally. Mm-hmm. Doing well in France. That was its third international market, which again, the 24 Hours of Le Mans takes place there. I'm I'm actually a little bit surprised. I guess I wonder how Italians are taking to this film. Yeah, <laughs> Seeing as they are the villains of the movie here. Yeah, Ferrari wasn't painted. Well, neither of them really were painted in a very overly no. positive light. No, Ford, Ford was not either. But um, I know racing, especially in these series and Ferrari, are very are like um, Italian prides, national pride over there. So <laughs> yeah. Listen, I would sort of like so, to see more of them in the, the I'm just, bio. I'm just so baffled because, listen, I came out of this movie and I said it was fine. It was okay. <laughs> and then I walked into a group chat and I was ridiculed. I was demolished. Ridiculed. Rightfully, to... rightfully so. Right, 99% and A+, plus, the world agrees with us. And a 90, what, 92%, I think, from critics, so. I know it had like a, even it had like an 80% Metacritic score. Listen, I mean, it's just all... doing really well across all quadrants. If the world likes average movies <laughs> with, great, with great cinematography and acting, then go for it. But I just for the sole purpose, well, also because I loved it. And right now, I'm just going to say this. Here's a small spoiler for my own list. Right now, this is in my top five. No, 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 no. Larry, come on. I I expect so much better from you. Five? Top five? Cheering this on at this point for all the Oscars, especially maybe a little bit extra just to get to Dwayne a little bit. I'm gonna be cheering on Ford v Ferrari for the <laughs> best picture. I gotta be cheering on Charlie's Angels at this point. Oh, Come on, help me out. Ford v I Ferrari came nowhere near my top ten. Or cheering on Charlie's Angels heading into the weekend. But... <laughs> One of my... the best things though about Ford v Ferrari is the fact that John Bernthal is like in it for like a good <laughs> amount. <laughs> He's in a good amount, but then like I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like he's, I, I, I feel like he needs like a new agent or something because I feel like he's in movies, but then he's not in movies because he was in this, but he had a couple lines. Yeah, that's more than he usually has. That's, that's yeah. true. He's that's true. Out the first ten minutes of the film, <laughs> like that's Peter Butter Falcon, he was in it's it like for like Peter a solid minute. Yeah, I didn't even so. know he was in Peanut Butter Falcon. I haven't seen wow. it yet, but I'm like, Peanut Butter Blank? Falcon? Don't, still yeah, <laughs> yeah don't, don't expect much out of him. I guess I'll just say that then. I don't know. He needs, to, he needs a new agent. This is this is awful. Like, if you, like, from Widows and then, um, and Baby then, Driver. Uh, what was the yeah, Baby Driver, the uh, Wind River? Like, what's going on about John wow, Bernthal? Literally everything. Yeah, so, all right, let's move on from 4P Ferrari. Good for that movie doing well, I guess. I don't care. Um, Let's Ooh. get to the number two spot of the weekend. What do we got, Larry? So coming right. in at number Another two. straight white male movie. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, coming in at number two was last week's surprise winner of the box office. We have Midway, which fell down to number two with $8.75 million. So the inferior of the two dad films at the top of the charts this weekend <laughs> has now made $35.14 million here domestic and $53.7 million worldwide. 
worldwide. So, yeah, another another film that heavily relied on an older male audience to propel its box office held on pretty all right. Fell just over fifty percent this week. Ugh, I don't, I'm out. I don't like the I don't like this weekend as far as the box office. It's just so all these average movies are just like sticking up the place. I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. I haven't seen Midway, but Midway looks looks dreadfully boring as well. Even though it's all explosions and whatnot, um, but the audience has kind of responded to it last year with it being like Veterans Day. So, I mean, I guess some of that remaining audience was still here for this weekend. I'm um, shocked, actually, especially with the demographic that went and saw Ford v Ferrari, that this didn't fall a little bit harder, but it only fell fifty one percent, which is a pretty pretty good hold especially given oh, yeah. the veterans day release uh and the boost it got so you know it's not doing bonkers numbers but it's certainly doing pretty well much yeah, better than it, any of us anticipated <laughs> i think it costs like a hundred million to make well, I mean, it yeah yeah Emmerich. it's rolling I mean, they're that, giving that, him these big budgets still those budgets for him are just insane um but yeah i haven't seen it yet so i i, I mean i can't say that i, I want either. to i don't but... want it either <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just look it just it's just like it just looks uh, meh. Yeah, it just looks very meh. I didn't hear anything I didn't hear any good things about it. Yeah. Um you know, but the you know, audiences are still kind of going to see it, I guess. Um I don't after this weekend I don't see anything happening as far as like, you know, legs go. So I mean I, I guess so. Uh Tyler, what about you? What do you think? Uh I mean I really just don't care about this movie. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it, 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 it's there. I mean, that's cool if people want to go see it. Like, I'm not going to chastise people for going and seeing a movie, but it's just like, it just seems like a very blah experience. I know, Larry, you've seen it. I know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have some thoughts about it. It's just, it was meh. It, I was gonna say, it just seems like a, just a very meh, like, war movie kind of experience. I mean, it has... <laughs> An okay cast, you know, Patrick Wilson and Nick Jonas and Roland Emmerich. Ed is Screen. Yeah, him, him and his usual, like, just jerky role, <laughs> like, that he plays in, like, most mm. movies these days. It just looks like a blah movie. Like, it's something that I'll maybe throw on if it's, like, on TV one day or a streaming service. Yeah, that's what I would agree. That's what I see, like, a Redbox or, like, a Netflix or something like that. But, um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, all right, so number three spot, what do we have? So coming in at number three, we have the second new wide release of the weekend with Charlie's Angels. This <laughs> new sequel comes in with $8.6 million in its first weekend Ooh. of release. And worldwide, Ooh. the Angels were able to only muster up 27.9. So this number is far worse than even the mildest of predictions everybody had it at least breaking double digits it wasn't even able to get to nine this weekend it was 61 percent female and 55 percent were 25 and older and it mm -hmm. did receive a b cinema score which is okay but yeah this is definitely not the <clears throat> return to the big screen the angels were hoping for i um so okay, so 
a, a lot of things with this with this movie. First of all, I didn't think it was gonna get this this low. Uh, maybe because of Ford, because yeah, maybe because Ford v Ferrari did like such a big number for that movie. Uh, maybe that kind of caused this movie kind of to just like you know really really suffer. But I I I think you and I, Larry, was like at least in double digits, like fifteen. I think yeah, I said I, like I was I was I think I said nineteen. I think I said like yeah. eighteen or nineteen last week, and you kind of did the lower one. Yeah. Um, so and it was but, still almost double yeah, this. <laughs> eight eight points eight point six is awful. Like that, yeah, it's it's, it's really not bad. like it's not like oh, I mean, it's not it's not great, but it's, it, that, that's awful. That's an awful number. It it, it just uh, once it, I keep saying this every single week. It goes to show reboots and the remakes and the the long awaited sequels from, like, from from like a movie that was made in like two thousand like one or two you know they just they're not working they're not working yeah. I, i'm not saying remakes as far as for like the lion king and like wow. you know the disney remakes that's disney, a whole different disney yeah. have their own category that's, yeah that's a, that's a whole that's a whole different beast in and of itself yeah. but this whole thing where like let's let's reboot something that was like you know the golden years of like the 2000s that nobody asked for and this is happening every single week this year so like this week this year alone like men in black um we had shaft like you know what i mean just uh just just bomb and then uh once again with charlie's angels and, and then sadly the same thing for dr sleep it's just like what's going on that i mean yeah. none of none of these movies are really resonating even some of the sequels that have, that have like come out this year that thought will pop a huge rating like secret life of pets 2 there's like no, none of these movies are really popping and and like with charlie's angels for the trailers were awful as well too and then like yeah. the marketing was not good there's no star power with these movies um what I mean with this with this cast i do i did really like kristen stewart but a lot of uh, you see another thing too a lot of fans like casual fans don't really like kristen stewart you know all they think of is twilight so they think of that and they and they just don't they don't react to her movies then you had like naomi scott then you had like the newcomer like um ella balinska it just wasn't on the right track to do a big number. So I don't know what they expected, but 8.6 is not what definitely not what they expected. At least I, I, I thought they were probably at least a 15 to $20 million movie, but just no one cares. So I, I don't know. You know, it, it's awful. This is bad. This is not good. Really bad. Actually. Yeah. You have any thoughts? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on, on like on the number, why, you know, all that stuff. I just don't think there's that much interest. I mean, in Charlie's Angels, it's one of those things where, like, even the Cameron Diaz, uh, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu ones, they weren't like they weren't like huge box office successes in their own right. I mean, they, I mean, they made like two hundred million dollars, but like they cost like a hundred to make, so like they never really like made like bonkers numbers to justify like more. You know, they need to make another one of these just to like make money. And I like Kristen Stewart. Like, I agree. She was the one thing I really enjoyed as far as the new cast goes. I mean, Naomi Scott just felt like kind of wasted in the movie, although she was okay oh, in the role. And Ella Belinska was pretty cool. I mean, I think she yeah. at least has a promising future ahead of her if she gets, if she chooses the right career path. It's just a shame that, like, you know, like you said, you know, all these movies getting these reboots remakes sequels whatever you want to call them then most of them are not doing very well and like you said men in uh, even sony sony earlier this year with men in black international even men in black international opened much much bigger than this and that right right well and that was like 28 30 million dollars yeah. i think that's how what it opened to which is like yeah this is like this is almost yeah. virtually shaft 
Like, yeah, this yeah, is this almost is, exactly the same scenario as what Shaft did. They opened really low. Uh, and like we were talking about it, Kristen Stewart, you know, she isn't a box office draw. She's not. She's and not. Yeah. Naomi Scott, yeah, she had Aladdin earlier this year, but again, Aladdin was the draw for that movie. Aladdin yeah, was Disney. what brought people, not any of the casting, including Will Smith. It was Aladdin, the property. And this, I just don't know. And again, people don't even realize it's a sequel. It's not It's not a I... reboot. It's nothing. They don't indicate that in the trailers at all. This is just a, a continuation of the story. Yeah, it I is a sequel. That That's what, I didn't even realize until I watched it. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, was like, I only found out when I watched the movie. Like, same oh, here. this is in the same continuity because they're showing these flashback things with Patrick Stewart. I'm like, oh. So this is all in the same universe. That's so, weird. Yeah. That they I don't know. The, the marketing was terrible. They they tried to uh, use the soundtrack, but upon release, most even Ariana Grande fans are kind of like, eh, this is like oh, the really? B version. This is the, <laughs> these, I didn't are the know that. these are the songs that couldn't make a make an Ariana record, and they threw them on the <laughs> Charlie's Angels soundtrack. Right. And <laughs> um, and I also just I also just think that um. As, as, as far as with, with this, too, I also think it would have been better suited in the summertime. Um, I usually am all over release dates and why you chose to release this week. Um, this is, I feel like Charlie's Angels, that namesake, and even with the trailers alone, it doesn't feel, because everyone is trying to, like, November, December, late October is like the festival indie kind of movies that are coming out they're going to pop a bigger number because it's around that time of the year where we want to see those performances or you know and then we get the star wars and then we have frozen and like stuff the fa- like that you know the, the family affair or, kind of movies right not like charlie's angel charlie's angels would have been a better suit of june july kind of release it still would have not did well but just like it's not the time and place for charlie's angels like november 15th what so the I, I don't is they weren't able to attract the audience i think they needed and this film primarily was actually aimed at which was young women uh like i said the audience was 55 percent over the age of 25 so i guess they attracted people who were familiar with the angels before but when you watch the movie i mean it clearly feels like a younger female film you know a young female empowerment type movie and they didn't get them interested to want to go see this movie and that's where it failed Ms. Elizabeth Banks uh, in even gaining (laughs) attention in your audience in your demo you weren't able to get them into the theater well that's the thing with her it's like like Elizabeth Banks I mean she's proven to be I mean she's a great you know she's a good actress but I mean as you know directing ability goes I mean she directed Pitch Perfect 2 and that was fine for what it was but Going into this film, I was, you know, I was kind of worried, thinking like she's never done like a big action blockbustery kind of movie before. And it, and it showed. Kind of, it showed. And it, yeah, yeah, and it showed because she didn't know how to really direct action scenes that well. The editing was really bad. It it, it was big. I also think that um, so coming out of the movie. Um, everyone who knows me, as far as the Cinemania world page, people who listen to these shows, um, and who, who just know me as a person, know that I'm all about um, the you know female empowerment and the movement and all that type of stuff and more inclusive, inclusive storylines and movies and stuff like that. I thought this movie did pander way too much. I thought it ju- it does give off the feel of men are just bad, all of them. So I'm just like, you know, what is this? And then like I knew. I was like, if this movie bombs, she's going to blame the male audience. And that's exactly what she did. So she went on whatever kind of interview 
that she was in, she was like, she said that, oh, we had, we, you've had 37 Spider-Man movies that reinforces a stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go see women do action movies, which is completely false. Um, no one wanted to see this. No one wanted to see this movie. I hate when directors and like writers do this thing where like, let's blame the audience for, I mean, this lackluster of a film that I made. It's like, no one, it's not about the women because hustlers did amazing. You know what I mean? Ocean's eight last year did phenomenal. So wonder woman did phenomenal. Captain Marvel does for not did phenomenal. So I don't understand that whole kind of argument and stuff as far as like, oh, it's because it's all women and no one wants to see that. It's not true. No one wants to see a bad movie. And it's like the, That's and how the movie and, and the and and like there's no star power in this in these three women right here. Back in the day in the on the other movies, you had Cameron Diaz, you had Drew Barrymore, you had Lucy Liu, like no one yeah. What, no one wants to like it. Just like just the three that, that that they decided on, although they were fine and they were serviceable and they were good, they're not what the fans want to see right now. And they're and people are going to spend their money on people that they want to see, not like Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Balinska. Like what? And then like. And so I hate that argument to begin with as far as like it's all guys fall and that this is not what we want to see. It's just it's not true because because if, if audiences want to go see a movie, they'll go see it. Ocean Day last year did like 45 million. So I really don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so I really don't game. get it. She yeah, really I agree. Should have, she really should have been. <laughs> I mean, I get I guess I mean Elizabeth Banks. It's just the thing is like she's like I would I would say she kind of shoulders a lot of the blame for the movie's failure because i mean not only is she one of these stars of course she's not an angel but she's one of the bosleys but she wrote the screenplay she directed the movie she produced the movie so i mean she has a lot of hands in this movie and i guess part of that why she feels like she's gonna <laughs> has be the voice to blame onto somebody else I was going to say, she's, I mean, I can see why she's, like, honestly, like, she's pretty salty about it, but it's just, like, at the end of the day, like, every we've already mentioned, like, there are many movies, you know, female movies, you know, action-led by female movies that do well, like I said earlier in our group chat, like, I mean, you just got to make a better movie, like, there are good movies out there that star females in these kind of movies, like I said, I prefer... More movies, like, on the level of, like, an Atomic Blonde. I mean, that movie had a lot of really interesting action and interesting characters in it. And just give us less of stuff like this movie, like a Charlie's Angels, or, like, a Peppermint last year. Like, there are hard, oh there are good yeah. female action movies, and there are bad ones. It's just, like, any genre. Like, yeah, just, I'm just sad that uh, Naomi Scott and Elizabeth Banks have two flops on their hands as, like, co-stars now. After Power Rangers <laughs> and now this. I'm oh sad. yeah, you know I hate, and it's like, it, and of course there are guys out there who are like, oh, I'm not gonna see this all female, you know. Of course there is, but to Cassie, total blame on that because women didn't show up either. This eight million dollars, like women, you you think the total mass mass of U.S. women provided would provide only eight million dollars? They didn't want to see the movie either. No and one had, did. And so, they had the the little hook of Noah Centineo being in it. Yeah, he, for he, Netflix darling. Netflix. You know, the Netflix darling, Noah whatever. You know, he, he's he, in he's in it for a solid like two minutes. He's in it for all of two minutes and it's just like no one it just comes down to no one asked for this. I knew this movie was gonna flop. Not this hard though, but I mean it's it's yeah, not eight million is really low. It's yeah, it's really true. really bad, and the amount of theaters it was into, it should have done so much better. And it's there's no one to blame but the marketing, 
the the you know the star power and just like no one cared. So I don't cost, know what like, else to say. And it, and it costs like what fifty something million to make. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't know. So just and the trailers just weren't good. I just I, like I said in my review. Anytime I would watch the trailer and the audience a full packed theater, it's just it died. Like no one cared. Like you know, it just it just it would die. Even with the Ariana Grande song in the background, it would just it would just flop. It's so. a it's a shame though because I mean the ending of the movie was pretty cool. It's just it, it was just a it felt like I kind of wasted some of my time with this adventure, and then they sh- a lot show. <sighs> A lot of the really cool stuff that we could have gotten in the actual movie, but at the very end in the end credits. That's also yeah. what I said. I said, listen, if I would have got like some of these actresses in the movie, it probably would have did. Lily, listen, if 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 they would have switched around who the actual angels were and like Lily Reinhardt, like Haley Steinfeld, like someone else, you know what I mean? It Ron, probably would have did yeah. a. It probably would did a much better number than whatever we got here. You know, I I so. I don't know. It's very baffling. But um, let's get into the box office uh, some more. The number four spot. What do we got, Larry? So coming in at number four, speaking of family affairs, we have Playing With Fire from <laughs> Paramount Pictures, which brought in $8.55 in its second weekend, which is actually a great 33% drop for the film uh, from week number one. So that brings the John Cena family comedy up to 25.5 million domestic and 29.9, just shy of 30 million worldwide to this point. So again, these little family comedy type of films always seem to break out and have a place in the box office. And here it is yet again. I think this top five is awful. I don't know what's going on today. Yeah, this, I, I, this is like I'm usually listen with this box office show. I'm usually so pumped to get into the numbers and Joker's doing well. This movie's doing well. Lion King is still in the top ten. What's going? on? You know what I mean? This week is just not doing it for me. I don't know what it is. None of these movies are popping. Playing with fire was awful. I, I just I oh mean, you saw it. I did. I didn't review it. Like, I don't want to. I just, it was awful. Because I knew, I knew I, I've been talking about it for a while because I, I suffered through it. I didn't know if anybody else actually went and saw it besides me. <laughs> yeah, you went to that ten, that brutal 10 a.m. screening. I do it for the people. Okay. I, 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 yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was it was not good. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I just, I know this movie's going to die when Frozen comes out this week. So I'm um, just, it's, what do you say? I said absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's all I gotta say about playing with fire. I just I don't know why it's still making this much money. I mean, that's not a big big number. But I mean, for for, for week three, it's it not bad. So, it was so bad though. Yeah, and it's not bad. Yeah, so thirty three percent drop. I mean, it's held and had good legs so far um, in its run. So there you go. Yeah, it's not doing it for me. Uh, number five. What do we have? Lastly. So coming in at number five is Last Christmas, which brought in an additional five, oh, sorry, no, <laughs> 6.7 million. That brings the Amelia Clark and Henry Golding romantic comedy up to 22.5 million domestic and 35.5 million worldwide. So the last Christmas continued to add some numbers. Um, it also had a pretty decent hold, unfortunately, a decent hold coming off of a not so good opening. So, uh, yeah, so 
pretty good, I guess. It, it, it didn't like really take out any theaters or added any theaters, but I guess uh, still really good um, for last Christmas. God, I still hate this box office mojo, this new one. It's so no, bad. It's terrible. Like all my numbers it are gone. It doesn't give you the I don't percentages. Know. It doesn't yeah, give you the theater so, average. Yeah. I mean, it's just a mess. But <laughs> it's, it's awful. <laughs> it's really bad. But um, yeah, uh, last Christmas. Uh, you know, this is one of the, once again one of those holiday films that you know a certain number of uh, people are going to go see. I don't. It's really hard to say how much of a draw Amelia Clark really is right now. It seems like every every one of her movies just do not do that well. She's which cursed. is like. Which is, I'm telling you, there's a curse. No one wants to listen to me. But, I mean, you would think after, like, a show coming off of the the final season, you know, she would just, you know, every, anyone who would hear her name would want to just run to the theater. But it's just not happening. So, I mean, this is, like, another okay weekend for that movie. I wasn't expecting a lot from it, but it's, it's fine, I guess. You know, uh, Tyler, same thing. You agree? About Last Christmas? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it was a fine movie for what it was. I mean, mm-hmm. it- didn't blow my mind or anything. I mean, I can see why people would like it. It's a shame that Amelia Clark just seems to not pick the right. Well, she doesn't. It's not that she also picks the right, right, like the wrong roles, but it's she just picks the wrong time to enter these big franchises. Yes, yeah. between Terminator Genesis and then Solo, uh, a Star Wars story. Uh, now she's trying to do rom coms again. Yeah, she and did she say. The, um, and she, she did said the weirdest it. ones. She, she said in a um in a review in a in an interview that she's gonna try to get into more indies. I mean, at this, I, point, you, at this point, you kind of have to. You know? I mean, I can't see her in no indies, but I mean, go ahead, go for it. Eight twenty four. I can't see. I can't see. Can you see Amelia Clark in an A twenty four movie? I can't imagine like, it. Some like weird, like lighthouse kind of weird movie, or like yes, give it to me. Oh my god. Jesus. Give it to me. <laughs> um, all right. So, any other stories from the box office, yeah. uh, Larry, that you so, see? Doctor Sleep. Oh, obviously, my God. I was going to say the three of us all really enjoyed Doctor Sleep. So, we got to uh, talk about that since Tyler's here. Uh, it's tough run. Continues. Everybody's sleeping on the movie. It's man. just yeah. over 50% down to 6.1 million in its second weekend of release. So, Doctor Sleep is now up to 25 million domestic and 53.8. Eight million worldwide, one of the many uh, sequel and or remake tragedies of the year. Maybe the saddest one, to be honest. What do you? Okay, I want to. it was good. I want to ask you both because the movie, a lot of like you know, a lot of YouTubers and critics will be like, oh, you know, it's because um, you know, a movie would do bad because the audience is. I mean, you know, the critics didn't really like it, but I mean, a lot of movies still do well with a really low critic score and then a high or a high critic score so that doesn't really matter all that much a lot but what do you guys honestly think was the, the problem with dr sleep and its box office like I, I really like i'm so interested i mean and then i know earlier i just had the, the argument of no one cares about these like new kind of reboot not reboots but like the long-awaited sequels to films from like the 80s 90s and stuff like that so what do you guys actually think it is like larry what do you what do you like i'm just so baffled at how bad it's doing yeah, I think first of all, I don't know that many that many people read the book, uh, Doctor Sleep, honestly. So first off, that name is a little bit strange. So if people don't know what the heck, and then they see the trailer and it's still a little bit unclear about what it is you're heading in to watch. Um, I also don't know that people actually realized it was a sequel to The Shining at all. Um that because is it's, it's such a departure in 
in like storyline once you see the film they definitely tie it in to the shining but Mm -hmm. you know what we saw in those trailers was a lot to do with rebecca ferguson and the young girl um and their power set basically and you mcgregor was just kind of there um and that that's a departure from what we got in the shining so i think people didn't even connect it even if they had the little boy on the little danny on his little tricycle or whatever people still just I, i don't think people realized what it even was um, so this is I, see, I would agree because um, I I didn't like the trailers at all when I first saw them because I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was like, The Shining. How does this how does this have anything to do with The Shining? But you know, and stuff. And I also would agree with you as far as what you said. They kind of hammer on the two characters, you know, the two new characters more than like how this. The only way it kind of connected to the to The Shining in the trailers was the uh, was the red rum. Um, that was it, though. You know, nothing really else that's kind of really says it. I know a lot of, like, when these kind of movies come out and there are sequels to movies that we don't know of, you know, I mean, I mean that we knew of, but you, you can't really tell with the title, a lot of people will say, oh, we didn't have the, 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 the name and the title. And most of the time, I don't agree. This time around, I think they should have kind of hit the, put The Shining somewhere in the title, you know, because Doctor Sleep already, you're like, what is that? And then you watch the trailer and you're like, Eh, you know, so I maybe that has something to do with it. I uh, can to, I, I can yeah. give some explanation for why it's called Doctor Sleep, by the way, because I read <clears> it. Well, why? Well, even even the fi- I mean, the film explains it. I know, but like it's, it's basically that's you know he helps you that's know, what people he is. In, in the home. Yeah, you know, they call him that. Soothes you know basically soothes people and helps them as they're about to die, and he does he does a lot more of that in the book as far as him and the cat going around helping people kind of like die peacefully, and their uh, I guess their sh- their steam or whatever you want to call it comes out. That of cat them. is like the unsung hero of the film. I forgot yeah. to ever talk about it, but I love that little cat. Yeah, cats are great. But yeah, I actually uh, want to watch it again too. You know, so I'm 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 disappointed with the number as well. I know. I mean, but yeah, look at after two weeks, it hasn't even reached you know the the opening weekend of Ford v Ferrari. Oh. you know that after two <laughs> weeks, it's already trailing, um, playing with oh. fire. After two weekends of release, it opened I'm a little bit bigger and it's behind now, playing with fire. I mean, it's just as a bad. It's just uh, one of those things. Like I like you guys said, like you know, I don't think it was clear enough. It was a sequel to The Shining. Maybe they had been like The Shining Two, Doctor Sleep, or Doctor yeah, like Sleep The Shining Two, no. or. And The Shining, it, I think that's another problem. Is you know, The Shining is on such a pedestal, and I think it's really hard to come out with. A sequel to, you know, a legendary film, especially after all these years. It looks like a cash grab to be like, oh, they're shining too. It's like, no. I feel like it didn't need a sequel. I mean, I mean, it's I mean, I get there is a sequel because, I mean, you you know, Stephen King did write a book a couple of years ago. But it's just like at the at some at the end of the day, like, I mean, I don't really think it needed a sequel. Like The Shining, you could just watch The Shining, get everything from that. And then be like, I bet you. I wonder. That was fine. I bet you a remake of The Shining would have even performed better. It would, I think, it would have at least done on par with Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I would agree. Actually, if they because, just straight um, up remade it rather than do a sequel. It's yeah, a because, shame because I think Doctor Sleep is the best of the Stephen King adaptations this year. Yeah, I just, um, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's a bummer. It really is a bummer. And it made the like, I guess, I don't know how much Pet Cemetery ended up making overall. Pet Cemetery, Doctor Sleep is less than Pet Cemetery made in its opening weekend. That's what I'm saying. Like I at feel this like it's going to be the least, <laughs> it's gonna say it's gonna be the least profitable. 
least profitable Stephen King adaptation, but and it costs more. One. And it costs more than Pet Cemetery. And then we would have gotten like a whole other movie if it did well. Yeah, it was gonna um. They well, they, they already greenlit the sequel. Yeah. They're like, oh no, those yeah, box office they, numbers are like nah. <laughs> it was gonna. It was gonna. I mean, it, it was gonna be like an original sequel from Mike Warner Flanagan. Bros. What are um, you doing, Warner Brothers? It's listen. I I'm I, I'm just like them. I was expecting a bigger number. So it was well, there. They were like here, number seven, The Good Liar. They also they also released this. This though performed. I mean, it's not a big number. Obviously, it's a pretty small number. But this is more or less in line with expectation going into the weekend. Right. Um, so the Good Liar debuted this weekend at number seven with five point six million domestic and nine point five million. And just taking a look at that audience breakdown, it was sixty percent female and eighty five percent of the crowd was 35 years old or older. Jeez. So it played heavy <laughs> to the, which I mean, you expect with Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen at yeah, the helm. Yeah, that's true. Um, Dwayne and I were kind of talking about I really think it should have released in August or maybe May. It, it should have had a different release date than at this point because all of the older audiences are going to see the the movies that are going to get Oscar nominations. And this well, that's is how I a, felt about it too. Yeah, it's yeah, not an Oscar movie. It's a fun movie. That's, a, that's for what older I meant audiences. to ask you about because I knew you saw. Because I was going to go to the screening, but I was thinking I have other movies that I like more important movies I need to watch. Yeah, so I mean, same like, here. That's why I haven't seen it. I mean, there's so much I gotta fun. watch. It's fine. I mean got a B cinema score the same as Charlie's Angels. I, I had yeah. a good time with it overall, yeah. but you know, it just if it's an easy movie to overlook at this point in the year. They should have released <clears throat> it when the older crowd was being underserved rather than, you know, old men right now are getting movie after movie after movie. Agreed. No, <laughs> you're absolutely parents right. Are getting yeah. inundated with family films. So yeah, this movie is right. just lost in the shuffle. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I totally agree. I I mean this Listen, I'm going to rant at the end of the year as far as release dates go. I just I hope <laughs> next year is better and more studios are smarter with the way they release movies. Uh, um, that's weird because certain studios are already doing weird stuff like the Kingsman was were, like, boot, like booted all the way to the end of the year now. September with, yeah, from the from February date. I mean, yeah. the, uh, I don't know. The Kingsman, it's not like when the, the last time they were in September, Golden Circle didn't do that well either. So I don't know what they're <laughs> thinking. They, they, didn't, they didn't want that smoke from Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh my god. Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog comes out the same day. Well, it was going to come out the same day as the Kingsman. Then that trailer dropped. Everybody was happy again. They're like, nope, September. Right. So I don't, I don't know. Then we got some Dark Fate that got a theater well, slash. Like, oof. Yeah, I got a Let's talk about theater slash Arctic Dogs has pretty much already been pulled from He's theaters. Dead. I'm it's sorry. Not, it's only in 350 yeah. theaters after only sorry. three weeks of release. Jeez. Woo, and it's barely at five million. But a good story, eight, number eight at the box office this weekend was Joker. So domestic, it made five point six million this weekend, which brings its domestic number up to three hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars. But obviously, the big story of the weekend for Joker is that it did join the billion-dollar club, now up to one point zero one six billion dollars worldwide. It's only uh... the fourth ever DC film to reach that milestone. It's actually already passed the Dark Knight, and it is the first ever 
R-rated movie to make $1 billion. Um, and it's only the third one to even reach a billion without a release in China. So just a phenom. I mean, Joker has been a worldwide phenom outside of China, clearly. The first time we've ever had an R-rated movie hit that billion-dollar club. It just keeps going. The word of mouth has kept it afloat all of this time. And yeah, it's week number seven, billion dollars. Um, yeah, this is great. Hopefully Marvel was like, oh shit, let's keep Deadpool rated R. Um, and also, <clears throat> when are, like, do you think that they will just greenlight a second Joker movie now? At this like, point, I, I think they have, I, I can't imagine Warner Brothers. <laughs> it's not like, oh my god, we're failing. I, 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 I think they're... We need to keep our one bright spot of the year up. <laughs> I, I think they're going to consider it heavy. Um, I do. If this is listen, if this is 2016, Warner Brothers, it, like the first weekend, they would have announced. There would have been Joker like two. And all, so yeah. I think the problem is the other talent. You know, I think it'll be harder to get like Joaquin back and stuff. I'm sure Warner Brothers is like, yes, please, can we like, get this what, going? Write him a blank check and just be like, yes. have it. I mean, because even Shazam earlier this year performed fine, but not great by any means. Uh, yeah, it wasn't I mean, like... they do have Birds of Prey, so we'll see if that performs or if that flops. The pressure is on for them to get this Joker sequel. Yeah, lit. I mean... But Wonder Woman next year, I mean, they have some promising projects, but I mean, their DCEU is just in a constant state of turmoil and revolve that we never know what's happening. They might be sinking $150 I million mean, into the Zack Snyder. Snyder cut. Who knows? I was going to say, that's been trending for like oh days now. God. Oh, and my God. It's going to cost them oh more money God. if they do that. So, woo. And then, like, all the, <laughs> oh, my God, like, all the actors from fucking Justice League are just like, oh, I am <laughs> so, so sick of this Snyder cut. I don't care for crying out loud. I just Jesus want to be Christ. out just to see if it really like makes a difference. You know I, mean? I just want him to come out and be like, hey guys, I, I lied, it ain't real. You know, this is all like we were just having think, fun. Well the I problem is Jason Momoa has already come out and said I've seen it. So oh, my God. <laughs> he's already I, said I, it I, exists and I seen it. And I blame Jason. I blame all of I just fuck Ben he's Affleck. Like the biggest one. Ben Affleck yeah, like Jason posted Momoa's something. Been Gal Gadot. I don't know why we need it. I just like if listen, let's say it exists. Why do we need to see it? Who cares? I mean, maybe That's there is an audience question. of like this. This is audience. I don't want to get attacked by the Zack Snyder fans because they Never. they're there. Oh, they're angry. And they're angry about it. I mean, whatever. Warner Brothers, again, they've had way more flops than they've had successes this year. Thank God for the Joker for Warner Brothers. Honestly, this yeah. year. Because, whew, um, Disney had Maleficent cross the century mark this weekend. So Maleficent Mistress of Evil is now up to 106 million and 458 worldwide. Um, and smaller news, Harriet made it over 30 million this weekend, now up to 31.8 million. And then we had the platform releases, including Waves from A24, which debuted in four theaters to 144,562, which uh, is an okay platform release. It's not quite as big as I was anticipating, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I actually saw that too. I was like, I, did, I think like it came, it, it did, I, I saw that it did the same thing around like what Moonlight kind of did. Um, Moonlight opened. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, yeah, I'm not. It's it's a little like I'm not seeing much with it as far as like uh, when when we get down into like award season and stuff like that. Well, they they do yeah. look at they it's do look like at box office. Hundred thousand dollar per theater, and this one's at a thirty nine thousand per theater. So a little bit rough. Um, Honey Boy expanded into seventeen theaters nationwide. It's now at two hundred thousand. Um, so, you know, it still is obviously going to be expanding. Both of those are going to be expanding, um, through the coming weeks, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think both of those aren't having the numbers maybe they need early on to, to really generate that awards buzz that both films were hoping for. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how everything does as far as like when we get to these festival movies, Jojo Rabbit seems to be like, it's doing fine. Jojo um, Rabbit now up to 13 million. Parasite, Parasite is killing it. Yeah. Parasite, yeah. Parasite so, is killing it. Yeah. You know, The Lighthouse, it it. 9 million. The Lighthouse, oh my God. Jesus. I like The Lighthouse. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know with some of these limited releases how they'll be doing, but you know. It is what it is, I guess. Uh, I'm just, yeah, looking at Terminator's number 56 million through three weeks. Woof. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. It's expensive not good. to make, too. Yeah. No one, no one asked for these movies. That's, that's, just, that's just what's happening. It's a shame because you know? it was the best of the sequels. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just, I don't know what's happening. Let's get into, let's get into what's coming out next weekend. Um, so next weekend we have a very very giant release, um, big movie coming out next weekend. Twenty one bridges with, uh, <laughs> Hell with, yeah. with surprise number one. It's gonna with, pull a midway. Can you imagine? Yeah, with, oh my god! Can you uh, imagine the discord that happened? So next next week we have oh, obviously we have the big release of Frozen two. Then we have Twenty One Bridges, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and then like small little indie releases like Hala and some other films. Um, let's talk about. 21 Bridges first, before we get into the massive Frozen 2 number. Ooh, I don't know yet. We'll, we'll see. 21 Bridges is going to flop. It's going to flop. Absolutely. It's, it's going to flop. Larry, I, I hear the discourse. Well, no, it's I'm just like, it's... wait, what did... I, I'm putting it on the same level of, like, black and blue. That's kind of what I'm imagining for, for, you know, the opening weekend, probably around black and blue. What did that open with? I can't even remember. Black and blue did, like, what, like, eight. 9 million? Yeah, 8, eight million. million. So, and then Tyrese, Tyrese went online like they all we were the number one movie. Like Tyrese, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Tyrese, what? Yeah, I, I mean Chadwick Boseman, he's not a big star outside of Black wow. Panther, but usually he's in biopics, like pretty good biopics, honestly. Um, that's what he was known for leading up to Black Panther. This, woof. Um, yeah, said, I, I don't know. I, I I'll, I'll go about six. I'll go a little less actually. Oh, even Lord, I was gonna go. Gee, <sighs> I was gonna go. Yeah, I was gonna go like eight. Yeah, I don't know. Um, somewhere in there. I can't imagine yeah. it'll open much more than black and blue. That's uh, that's that's my eight, mark. I would say eight or I would say eight or nine. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I I just just uh, that's I don't know because they 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 pushed it back to this date. Um, and the trailers are not good. I don't know what it is. They're just not resonating just, with like, people. They're pushing. I say they're pushing it hard with the Russo brothers as producers and that. Oh my god, box. that poster! Jesus, that poster! Remember that poster that they put out? I don't know if you guys seen it, but the they put one? out. 
Yeah, they put out the poster for the movie, and it's like, oh, they had no Avenger to call. He's the final one. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Can you imagine uh, if any other movie did that? Like, if Knives Out had, like, a oh quote about, God. like, I Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can you can you imagine? All oh, the Avengers are gone, but there's just one left to find out. They have to like embarrass. I mean, that's embarrassing. I don't know. STX, they can't even market their good films very well. Uh, they had a hit with Hustlers this year that they were able to get out and market, but this no. Yeah, this is no. This is not good. This is no boy. Yeah, in a city on lockdown, he's the only Avenger they can Jeez. count on. Can you imagine? That's <laughs> the headline. The tagline. That's awful. Yeah, so, can you imagine when he doesn't have his shield, the, the captain brings his knives out or something? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That actually that actually works. They might use that. <laughs> they might Don't use give that. Don't get any one. ideas. I know you better mark. You better market that, Larry. Uh, <laughs> all right. So then we yeah. have Frozen Two. What do you guys think now? If you ask me this number, if you ask me this question in like January, I'd be like, oh my god, Frozen Two is gonna be bonkers. But listen, I don't know because I. I'm in the mindset that this year is just a dud for animated movies. And then Toy Story did open lower to its, like, projected... I mean, it was it was a big number. But, like, it was projected to do, like, a really, really skyrocketed kind of number. Um, animated films, as far as this year, have just not been doing well. So, what do you guys see for uh, Frozen, Mary? Uh, it's, it is really hard. But I'm gonna go... And it's hard to judge, because the first Frozen didn't actually open huge. It opened in the 60 millions, I think around 67, but it just had legs like nobody's business. I mean, it was still playing into like February and March and doing okay. Um, and that's what really made Frozen the huge, just nonstop hit that it was. Mm -hmm. But I, I wonder, it's always hard to tell, especially with animated films that have this large of a gap between their first film and their second, because a lot of those kids are now a little bit older. They've grown into that phase where it's like, ugh, cartoons, I'm not into that. But then again, you also have the new age. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around 95. That's where I'm going to settle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Tyler, what do you think? I mean, it's yeah. I, I'm kind of in the same boat because, like you said, people, you know, kids do get older. But it's just one of those things that, like, everywhere I go, I see something yeah. Frozen related. Like, I can't escape it anywhere I go nowadays. Like, it's just like everywhere, and it's very popular still. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I could see it doing in that 90 range, or at least I think it could get over the 100. Mark. I mean, I definitely think it could. I just get scared. This year, I've been burned too many times. <laughs> I get I could, nervous I could, and go under. <laughs> I would. I would, I would, I would say maybe like one ten in the one ten range, just because yeah, yeah, that's, that's huge. That's what I'm saying. I um, yeah, like like Larry said, the movies, the movies like Frozen didn't open up to a massive number. It just, it just became a phenomenon through time, and that's what um, with this movie now that it is a phenomenon, it's there and it's out. I'm trying to figure out if I see the movie like going over a hundred million just because of how big the frozen name is and like um you know it's just such what a popular I, film I, I don't know i will what say I think it's good though what i think this movie has going for it is one the early critic reviews have been stellar like really much better yeah. even than the first one and it has name recognition amongst parents so with the good reviews and parents uh, you know this is going to be the go-to like okay let's take the kids to go see frozen whether or not their demand 
ending to go see it. Let's just go see Frozen, you know? <laughs> it's got yeah. good reviews. I know what it is. My parents probably enjoyed the first one well enough, even though they're sick of it. But, you know, yeah, they, they, have a, they have a bond with the characters now to a point, too. So, I don't know. Okay, so I'll... All right. With that being said, because that's, that's actually a, that's actually a really good way to put it. Um, I'll I'll, I'll go one one ten one ten. I'll go ahead. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put mine up. Well, I'll say it's gonna open to a hundred mil. Yeah, I'll go one. I'll go, I think it least it'll at least, least be hundred. I mean, because we had we've seen it with before. If those parents get involved, we get Lion King. You know, we get that kind of that's number. That's a good we point. Get Beauty yeah. the Beast. We get Aladdin. That's what we get when the parents are excited to go see a movie, whether the kids want it or not, <laughs> and, and then they bring their kids. It opened like when 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 was the first movie out? Like two thousand like thirteen. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's I think. That's so that's six years ago. So I think, you know, even parents who've had kids now, that's you know what I mean? Who like uh, parents who've had kids who've had who like just had kids that was into the movie who took their brothers back in 2013 and be like, oh, and now I can take my daughter, my son, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I'll go 110 to one, I'll go 105 to one. Definitely one of those Disney movies that you introduce your kids to now, you know, once they yeah. can watch films, you show them Frozen, you move on. It's gonna have a huge week as well because clearly they release it right before Thanksgiving, so it's gonna have a big opening number and then it's gonna play amazing. It's gonna have a huge second weekend, I'm sure, with the Thanksgiving break coming up. So, yeah, a lot of stuff, coming, a lot of stuff coming out, they're kind of just. Uh -oh. Yeah. I think Larry's changing his number. What did you no, say? No, no, no. I'm actually scared and a little bit sad that A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is opening in wide release this weekend because yeah. it's literally direct competition to Frozen. Like, it's trying yeah, to get family weird. audiences. It's trying to get, you know, the feel-good family people into the theater. And it just, I mean, it, it can't compete with Frozen 2. <laughs> yes, I've, been, I've been saying this once again. Release day strike again know why they're releasing it at this time of year they're clearly wanting oscar buzz they're pushing for nominations in all of the major categories for a beautiful day in the neighborhood so you have to come out near the holidays it is a good thanksgiving film it is a good family film but i mean it just isn't going to be able to compete <laughs> so i'm worried for a beautiful day in the neighborhood and what that number is going to look like next weekend yeah it's going to be very interesting to see how that one do uh yeah it should be a very interesting week uh weekend next week so i'm actually really pumped um to see how how it does how all the movies gonna do. be there opening night for 21 bridges hey no <laughs> i'm not going to the screening too i'm gonna go see this movie called hala which is like playing which is like you know coming out this weekend like in a small indie release it looks really good um and then queen and slim is on wednesday as well so i ain't got time for no 21 bridges this week my, uh, my queen and slim is on thursday yeah i don't i don't, I don't got time for no, no 21 bridges and that oof so um we'll see. I, I i will i will uh i will try to see it the you know this week to see what it's about you ever even see stuff. black and blue no i don't want to what the hell Look at tyrese you Tyrese, and I, I'm just so over Tyrese, so I did not want to go see Black and Blue at all. I do want to see 21 Bridges. I just want to see if it's bad or if it's good. I, I gotta I'm waiting see. to hear like reactions to it. Yeah, I'm, I don't so you're know. not going to the screening, Tyler? I'm seeing Knives Out on Friday, on Wednesday. Uh, yeah. um, and, and luckily, we were already able to see Knives Out, or I probably would have been going to the Knives Out screening on Wednesday that AMC is doing. Um, but I'm going to use that for Queen and Slim because I really do want to see that movie. That's weird. It's yeah, my Queen and Slim is Thursday too. So if I don't get Frozen, which I probably won't, the way they do screenings here, I'll probably have to see Frozen Friday and hopefully I, see Queen I, and Slim. 
I feel <clears> bad because I already got my passes for Frozen too. Yeah, tomorrow, is, most likely I'm gonna see. Yeah, for mass the uh, our Frozen two screenings on Tuesday, and I probably won't get tickets. So I just I have I have plenty, Larry. Come, come on over. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm like apparently Baltimore is where it's at to get easy screening tickets. Denver, for, I don't know what they're doing for, here. At least for me, it is. At least well, it is. Most likely, I'm gonna see Frozen on like Thursday at six o'clock in IMAX and stuff. It's gonna so. be packed. It's it's no so far it's not bad. I already checked. Um, so it's I have not tickets bad. for six o'clock on Thursday, and my theater is. That reminds me. It reminds me, Dwayne, when you were saying that you were the only person in the theater to see a doctor sleep. You think maybe you seeing it in IMAX had anything to do with it? I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Listen, when the, when there's a movie that's an IMAX that people want to see, it's crowded. So yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, like, I, oh, it, did it feel any different to you seeing it in IMAX? Like, just that movie to me didn't like. I just didn't picture. Well, like, I just love. Experience. Well, I mean, I don't. It's for me. If I have a chance to see a movie in IMAX, I'm just gonna go that route because I love the IMAX theater. Um, no, nothing really different. It's just it was just Charlie's Angels on the big screen. The I'm like, you know screen. what? You know what I want to see <laughs> is freaking Ford v Ferrari in. Dolby. That's what I that's, yeah. That's I what I wanted to see. <laughs> see that. See, I that's saw the, the movie that needs the treatment. <laughs> right. So I was at work. I was at work yesterday, and the only closest time that Ford v Ferrari had was the movie behind my my job. The movie theater behind my job, but it doesn't have like a big screen. So that's the movie I went to go see Ford v Ferrari. But I I wanted to see that in IMAX or Dolby. I'm like, oh, I want to see that in Adobe. Like you know, the sound and all that type of stuff would have been really cool in that theater, but um, wasn't able to. As far as for Frozen, I do want to see that on a massive screen. Like there's there's certain movies that you have to see on a massive screen. Like when I saw. When I saw Avengers Endgame on like a small itty bitty screen, I was so mad at myself, you know. But um, Alex, Alex, and I lost our chances to get those kept those IMAX tickets opening night because of everybody went crazy. Oh, yeah. So luckily, Star Wars, we have IMAX tickets, and the next day we have Dolby tickets. So I'm excited for Star Wars. But um, yeah, so uh, Charlie's Angels was just, was like a big. It was just Charlie's Angels on a big screen. That was it. I mean, it was nothing crazy. So. Um, so yeah, so I guess that is it, everyone. It's probably one of our longest um, box office shows in a while. Uh, that is it, everyone. That is it for episode 36 this week of the Box Office Weekdown show. Um, really, really uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Um, we'll go around the call really quick. Tyler, let everyone know where they can find you. What's coming up on your channel this week? Uh, Tyler Calvert on YouTube, and it's Tyler Calvert on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, seeing Frozen tomorrow, so I'll probably have, well, Frozen 2, I mean. Uh, I'll probably have the review up for that at some point late Monday after Monday evening. Um, Wednesday, I see Knives Out, but I'm not going to post a review for it. But uh, oh, is, why? Is, I, I I just feel like it, it's just like it's run its course at this point. Like, it hasn't it's, even come out in theaters. Yeah, it's not out. Review, but, Tyler. But what so, are you talking so, about? <laughs> so many people have already posted reviews. See, you spoiled. That's that's why you spoiled. You spoiled. I remember when um or everybody be watching Tyler's channel. If yeah, the, re- the movie's not even out yet, Tyler. Come on, roast him, y'all. Get onto Twitter and roast Tyler if he doesn't review Knives Out. It's yeah, just don't... like everyone's already reviewed it from festivals. It's like I don't feel like I have much to add. It's one of those things for me. If I don't feel like I can add too much to the conversation, I just won't bother. Roast him, y'all. Alex, <laughs> but. Alex, because of his work schedule, cannot see movies right away, so he releases his reviews on, like, Monday, Tuesday. You're, you're fine. Nights Out is not even out until next I week. Know, you're but, fine. You're fine. Well, 
it's a we'll see. I'm not counting <laughs> on it though. But Thursday, uh, I'm trying to see uh, Queen and Slim. So if I do, there will be a review for that probably Thursday evening. Uh, but I guess as far as like you know planned videos go for this that this upcoming week, those are my planned videos. Um. All right. Alrighty. I guess. Um. All right. So, um, <laughs> Larry, what about you? What's coming out on your channel this week? And let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah. So you can find me at LC Screen Talk on YouTube as well as Instagram and Twitter. So this coming week, I will have a review up for Twenty One Bridges, as we were talking about earlier oh. today. Um. I will be going to the screening for that one, as well as. Uh, Frozen 2, whether I get a screening or not, I'll have my review up for Frozen 2. And then possibly hoping maybe uh, reviews for Dark Waters and Queen and Slim, but those two are up in the air on if that will happen. And I'm hoping, I'm actually going to do a Blu-ray haul video. I don't think I'm going to do a shopping video because I have Blu-rays ordered. Um, so I'll do that so I can finally announce this Lion King digital code winner um, from weeks ago. <laughs> so yeah, that video will be coming up. Plus I'm starting a new series that'll be starting next day. Uh, so it is a decade type of series where Rotten Tomatoes got it wrong for each year of the decade mm -hmm. with special guests. So it should be fun. Nice. Interesting, interesting. Very. Um, everyone, look out for Larry's upcoming videos as well as Tyler's. As far as here on Cinemania World, you can follow me um, on Twitter, Cinemaniac94. And as far as the page, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cinemania World. Our schedule this week is looking very normal. Uh, we have the World Show on Wednesday, most likely. If not, then it'll be Thursday. We missed last week. I had an awful work schedule last weekend. I mean, last week. So stay tuned for the World Show. It'll, it'll be back this week. And then we will be reviewing uh, Frozen 2, probably Thursday night, Queen and Slim. I actually, might, I actually might be able to get into a bombshell screening next Saturday. So hopefully stay tuned for that as well. Looking uh, forward. Yeah, yeah, I really want to see yes. it. So, um, I want to go see that next Saturday. And then uh, Queen and Slim, Frozen 2. Um, what else is coming out? Just a lot of stuff. Yeah, tw oh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but 21 <laughs> Bridges, I do want to see it. So, but that, that'll that probably be like on Friday or after my bombshell screening because bombshell is like early in the morning. I don't know what's I'll, going I'll maybe but... force myself to go see that. Just for <laughs> Um, so yeah, and, and that is it, everyone. That is all we got as far as the uh, page this week. Uh, uh, probably an, uh, another Cinemania Live episode with Hannah and I talking about some Disney Plus shows like Mandalorian and stuff like that, some more. And that is it, everyone. That is it this week. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Tyler. That was Larry. We'll talk to you guys next week for episode 37 of the Box Office Beatdown Show. And that is it. Bye bye.